Hello and welcome back to Slow Upgrade Comics, where we review, discuss, and occasionally debate great comic book content. I'm your boy Jay, and we're going to be discussing Falcon and the Winter Soldier Episode 3, Power Broker. Before we get started, make sure you smash that subscribe button, and we're going to be going through the good, the bad, and the overall score of this episode, discussing spoilers and details. Let's get straight on to the good. Right, guys, so massive plus point on this episode was Baron Zemo. His introduction was very much like Silence of the Lambs, uh, Hannibal Lecter, behind a glass window, speaking directly to, to Bucky alone. He said he's going to go in without Sam, and he did. And the way he's introduced, it's very it takes you back to Civil War, where he says initial the initial code words to trigger Bucky. Bucky's response is, uh, that doesn't work on me anymore. But Baron Zemo's response and the repartee between the two at the time is is brilliant. He, he says it may have been removed, but there's still something in there, which may be slightly foreshadowing the next few episodes. Maybe there's still some bit of the Winter Soldier left in Bucky. I hope so. I love the Winter Soldier. But Baron Zemo's addition to the team or to the series is, I, I think, is a perfect balance so you've got Sam, you've got Bucky, but then Baron Zemo adds something slightly different. And it's a very different character from what we'd seen in Civil War. This one seems to have a bit more of his humour and he seems to be a bit more confident and, and snarky. In Civil War, we didn't get to see as much of him. And you, that's the benefit of having a TV series. You get to delve deep into the character and dis different aspects of them. But he seems to be slight, slightly different and of course, it's been, I think it's been over seven or eight years since since Civil War in the MCU. But I do have to say the way the, the story developed and it's, it's actually written by the written by the writer of John Wick. And you can tell that this is a very dark episode for the show. It's it's absolutely brilliant. It's you, we finally get to see the underbelly of the MCU. Usually it's because with the heroes that we deal with and the villains that they face, it's all all very surface level, but for I think this is the first time that we actually get to see the, the criminal underbelly of the show, and I'll get onto that in a bit. But in terms of Baron Zemo, they finally managed to to get him to escape with the help of Bucky. He dis, he's now joined the team, so it's Sam, Bucky, and Baron um, all on a mission to find out who's who's reactivated the Project Rebirth. Um, the super soldier serum and who's who's ha managed to hand it hand it over to the flag smashes and we'll find out a bit later on in, in terms of the episode what happens there so they they go to a indonesian province called uh kadpur and this is very much like arkham city it seems like this province has kind of been left to lawlessness and you, if you go in there you kind of know what you're getting into everyone's got weapons everyone's got guns everyone's a criminal it was very dark, and this is what I mean by the under undertone, the underbelly of the MCU. We've not really experienced this. To think the closest thing I can co really compare it to is the Marvel Netflix shows. That was always a very grounded level show, and you get to see the dirty side of criminals, especially Daredevil. This this took it to a kind of different level. They managed to go into, uh, I, I guess, a criminal bar, and they, in order to to pass as, as criminals, Bucky basically acts as if he's completely winter soldier mode which i thought was great he's always great in that mode anyway and baron finally finds a link to a doctor who had previously dealt with the super soldier serum 
at the same time, it, it kind of goes awry. I wasn't too keen on Sam's side character or whatever it was, a smiling tiger, but I'll discuss that in the negatives later on. However, they they, man, they end up killing the one of the, the the person who I think her name is Selby, the person who gives them the information, and it's uh, it is very much like GTA. GTA, there's a bounty on bounty on their head, and they have to try and get out of the city as quickly as possible. And you've got everybody at the city shooting at them, and I think the the action was absolutely fantastic. Again, written by the guy who did John Wick, it was very very violent, very visceral. And eventually this is where Sharon Carter comes back into the the show where she's the one who actually had been living there for God knows how long and has been on the run since Civil War. And I have to say, Captain America, you, you messed up. I think you picked the wrong Carter, but and that's just my opinion. Anyway, he she she's been live she's been on the run and she manages to take them in. This is very, very different also, Sharon Carter. What she's been going through the last six or seven years she's been on the run and she hasn't had she hasn't been able to go back to the state she's not been in contact with her family and she's kind of embraced the criminal lifestyle and she kind of joins the team for this episode i'm guessing she will be in a lot more episodes later on but she's she gives them a direct link direct link to a doctor who had previously done experiment uh, experimentation work on isaiah isaiah's blood work who we met in the previous episode and he's been doing he's been working for the power broker in order to replicate the super soldier serum now as they go through it's, it's initially set at a shipping yard so they're walking through and the shot work is brilliant so bucky zemo and sam go into the lab and they start interrogating the doctor saying that he had 20 um initial vials of the serum and they were all stolen by the flag smashes, Carly in particular. And I'll get onto that in the negative anyway with the flag smashes. But at the same time, Sharon's outside and the fight scene is sick. It's so, it's so, so good. Um, I mean, the, the way she's taking out soldiers on or she's taking out the bounty hunters is absolutely brilliant. Um, it's violent. It's quick. The, the, the fight scenes, are, the choreography in the fight scenes is absolutely brilliant. They then end up killing the doctor or Zemo does anyway, because there's no more vials left. And you can see his kind of mindset and his thought process is there's 20 left. There's no more. The doctor can stop making superheroes or super soldiers, which he hates anyway. That's always been his mantra. And it's going to kind of move on from, from there as the, the series develops. You can tell that he's, he's kind of playing with Sam and Bucky. He's not quite on their side, but it's, the enemy of my enemy is my friend currently at the moment. They've all got the same drive in order to stop the flag smashes and to get those, get that serum back. It, it develops as the, the labs, the lab breaks up or the lab explodes. They then get another lead into where um, the flag smashes are. And this is all the brilliant parts of the episode. They le it leads on to the, um, in, in, into Lat uh, Latvia and right at the end of the episode, fantastic, fantastic way to end the episode. Um, Sam and Sam and Baron go up into the apartment where they're going to be staying. And Bucky says, I'm going for a walk. And he picks up two very small marbles, metallic marbles. And it seems to be emitting a very high level frequency, maybe something only a super soldier can hear. 
and eventually he goes into an alleyway and behind him is a a, man, a, a member of the Black Panther, Black Panther Superior Guard. Wicked, 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 wicked end way to end the episode. I have to say they did mention that earlier on when Bucky helps him. And this is part of my negative, but when Bucky does help him escape from prison, Sam does say, what will the Wakandans think of you releasing the guy who killed um, T'Challa's father um, in, as you as seen in Civil War? And I have to say this, the way this show meshes and delves into political intrigue is is absolutely brilliant the fight scenes were great the political intrigue was great baron zemo's mix of humor and a different type of character from what we've seen in civil war was also good there's a great little scene where he's they're in a nightclub waiting for information and he's and he starts like dancing and moving along to the music it adds a different layer to his character it was very serious and very driven in civil war but this just adds a bit of a human aspect and having him on side. I do like sometimes I do generally like it when the heroes have to team up with the villain for some reason. However, the, those initial reasons on why and how quickly they release him from prison are part of my negatives. And I'll get into that in a sec, but overall fantastic episode, massive plus points, Baron Sharon and the, um, the, the, the fight scenes, but we'll get onto the negatives right now, right? Let's get straight onto the negatives of this episode. And there were a few, not many, but there were a few. And these are these are more plot points. And I understand it's a it's a TV show. You can't delve into it. However, let's start off with the right at the start of the episode. Great interaction with Baron, great interaction with Bucky. However, how quickly they got him out of prison was concerning. This guy broke out, this guy destroyed the UN. And within the first five minutes, he's escaped from prison. Now, I understand you have to speed up certain aspects of the show. You're telling it within a, a six-episode format. However, this is this was the slight problem I said with WandaVision. WandaVision, I believe, could have benefited from a few more episodes, especially the last plot or the last or the finale of that show. This was a episode where you probably could have dedicated and I love my heists and prison breaks. And I, I, I love that type type of aspect of TV. You could have dedicated a whole episode to breaking Zemo out of prison. I get it. it Maybe some people it wouldn't appeal to some people or even half the episode of him breaking out of prison and continue the conversation. It kind of was done as Bucky went in, had a conversation with him, which was extremely brief and, he manages to escape by Bucky starting a riot and then he escapes from it. Now Zemo's a fairly resourceful person. He would have been able to speak to within the last six or seven years, speak to someone and say, can you start a riot? And I will escape. If it was that easy, he escaped within the first five minutes. And I thought that was quite poor writing or quite quick. I get it. They wanted to get to the, Get, they wanted to get to the Indonesian province, and that was the main heart of the episode. However, Zemo escaping—he was the the—he was essentially the big bad in Civil War, and they could have spent a little bit more time in explaining and going through in a bit more detail and a bit more planning. I would have liked to have seen Bucky and Sam plan out the the prison break a little bit better, but that's a slight nitpick. In terms of also the flag smashes. That they they did have quite a lot of screen time in this episode, along with John Walker, which I'll speak about in a bit. Um, but however, 
it seems like with it doesn't really mesh together. I get it. It Carly's they they explain a little bit more depth of the back backdrop of the flag smashes, and especially Carly is the main or the head of the group that they're doing it in order to help the people who came back from the came back from the blip and have been left and basically pushed aside by society. They're kept in certain camps where they've lost their homes in the past five years. And now it seems as if the flag smashes are breaking into government facilities, getting medication, getting um, getting weapons in order to help them. It'll help help break down those those countries and walls. And I understand. I do understand that that the, the, the show is trying to go for nobody's a direct villain. And I think it's a fantastic concept. However, when you've got Carly blowing up and killing people, it's it kind of draws the line between terrorist and also revolutionist it's it is very difficult and for me personally that's when the show really does fall down i'm not directly invested in the flag the flag smashes side plot and i i whenever it, they come on screen i find my my mind tends to to wander but that's everyone to their own in terms of john walker also he didn't have john walker and Lamar they had very brief scenes it kept their story going they went to the coffee bar where Carly was hiding last week so they're they, they on the tail they're on the coast but they're, they're way off and he manages to to pin up one of the people in the in the um the internet cafe the ca internet cafe and they spit in his face and his responses and I said this from last week very home homelander like from the boys he was like, do you know who I am? You can tell already quite, he's quite arrogant and he's, there's not some, not something quite right in his head. And I think what they did develop is that he's looking for that super soldier serum. And if he takes it, I'm telling you, that is going to be bad, bad, bad news. You can tell that as mentioned in, in Captain America, the, the first Avenger, it emphasizes if you, if you're good, it makes you great. If you're bad, it makes you worse. And I can tell that this guy is going to be worse. And even Lamar was like, you at some points was seemed like he was trying to pull him back and it's part of the job and you can't take it personally, but he's, you can tell that the shield has definitely gone to this guy's head. Um, he didn't have much to, else to do in the episode. And I am very interested in his story and seeing this, this Captain America. Overall, not many bads. Some of the some of the points were were brushed straight over in the show, especially the opening scene. I would have liked to see a bit more of of him escaping, but it was a generally a good episode. Um, let's get on to the overall score. Right. So if we're going to give it an overall score, I thought this was a really, really great episode. It had a fantastic story. It had brilliant action. Seeing Sharon Carr and Baron back again were absolutely fantastic. I really, really enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed seeing the, the dark underbelly of the MCU, which doesn't really get portrayed within the films. However, it's with the longer format, they've got more creative ability. Brilliantly written. You can tell the direct influence from the John John Wick, the John Wick writer in this episode. Slight nitpicks in terms of how Baron was broken out of prison and a lack of John Walker and the flag smashes. If I had to rate the episode, I'd give it a strong 8.5 out of 10 really really good episode and this is a fantastic show we're on the halfway mark guys what it was your favorite part of the episode leave your comments easter egg spoilers in the comments below um i'm your boy jay peace